named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agents Podcast brought to you by Simon Get. I mean, uh, brought to you by com. As he's mentioned every week, we might as well pretend that he sponsors the show. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Hello, listeners. I'm very well. Thank you. Uh, I was just having a chat with our, our uh, one of our Afferman sponsors before we hit record <laughs> on this episode. Um, and actually, that the conversation I had with him, I'm going to sort of uh, repeat uh, back to you because I think it was a really valuable conversation when, uh, one, you get asked, how's the market? And two, mm. um, you're having those moments where you're thinking to yourself, Am I going to not maybe not? Am I going to get my next instruction? But where's my next instruction coming from? Who can I be talking to? Everything like that. And and we were just having a conversation about how normal, uh, like the market, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you, however you want to define that, how it feels and actually how it's acting and how normal the news cycle is. If you think about it, we've had so many years of extremes, you know, record prices every single month for two years to then it falling off a cliff allegedly for the past sort of six or seven months. And now it's kind of like, well, there's not many houses for sale and there's, you know, a few people who are out there looking to buy them and and the ones that are priced well and presented nicely and marketed appropriately are getting results pretty quickly. And instead of having eight offers, they're getting two and people are pretty happy to move on and no one's really nervous about missing out. Um, you know, stuff's not selling 13 minutes after it hits right move, but it is probably selling within the first two weeks if it's got a good agent. And they've got good marketing, and the price is somewhere near near right. So, like, we're kind of through. We we talked about um, rushing the storm, you know, a few weeks back, and we're mm. kind of through that storm. And I think the agents that that charged it and got through it are, are out the other side, and have actually found some sort of sense of calm and are able to have that conversation when somebody says, "How's the market?" It's not, "Geez, it's good. It's flying." And it's <laughs> not, "Oh, it's falling off a cliff." It's, "Well, are you buying or selling?" It's, it's funny, okay. funny that you, you term it like that because I a couple of the things that you said there were kind of the emotions that I felt last week. And mm. in crikey, where is my next instruction coming from? Been, been to a lot, but where there's I don't think there's a great deal of urgency in the market at the moment. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but um, from sellers' perspective, the sellers that I've been are ready when they're ready, sort of thing. There's no necessarily bringing them to market. And then I went to a meeting last week and we had an exact conversation about how the market was and they'd had a number of agents in over the last six weeks and said that mm. they're differing conversations but my my conversation with them about the market was it's not like it was last year but it's not as bad as you might think if you watch the news or, or read the paper it is a very typical property market which means if it's priced well if it's presented well if it's marketed well there are buyers out there but it's not going to be a case where you're inundated with viewings the first few days of of a listing so you know get used to that and we'll know if we've done the marketing right and we've presented it right we'll know 
then actually it's probably the price if it's if it's not getting a level of interest. So I had that meeting and they signed the paperwork there, there and then, which was quite refreshing. It, it did a tick in the box of my concern of where my next listing was. But I would just wonder how much having that really honest conversation with them about the market, um, how important that was because I don't flower it up. It's not. To me, there's no point in saying it's amazing when it's not because you're just settling yourself up for a fall further on down down the road. And the market, the market is what the what the market is. I th- I think there's plenty of buyers out there. Uh, and actually, what I'm finding in in this market, which is very different to the market of last year, is that there's the real ability if you offer good customer service to set up some nice chains and get properties on the market on the back of other properties, which I know always happens, but was certainly happening less, less, well, in the post-COVID market, let's call it, that's, that was certainly happening less because people had to be proceedable to be, to be buying. And there was that real bang, bang, bang ur- urgency to it. So the ability to set up chains has definitely come back, which is really exciting because if you offer good customer service and everything works out, then you can still earn a lot of money from the market just by acting different and, you know, providing a better level of service. I think the time that we do have to work harder to earn the same money now. I think that's kind of what we've, we've talked about on, on this show, but that, that doesn't scare me to be perfectly honest with you. And, and it shouldn't. And actually um, you said something at the start of that, where there's not a great deal of urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a fantastic response to the question of what makes you different to the two or three other barriers that I've seen today, we create urgency around your property. Mm. Now, how many people, put your hands up, everybody listening to this show has ever given that as an answer because my hands are down, right? Because I haven't and you've just given me that thought now. And if I was walking into a listing presentation tomorrow and somebody asked you, why should we pick you, everybody else? I would be saying to them, we create urgency around your property. That is our job, right? The market did that for us for the last two years. Now, that's my responsibility. That's what you can judge me on above anything else. And that's why you pay me two and a half percent. Because if we can create urgency around your property, then price invariably becomes a very simple conversation with multiple parties. Without urgency, you and I are having a meeting every week where I'm saying to you, are you happy with the price? Are you happy with the marketing? Are you happy with the presentation? And are you happy with me? And if I'm not creating urgency, you shouldn't be happy with me because that's my job. What you've done there is you've actually just highlighted that you're different, right? And you've just laid a landmine for the two or three other people that are going to go in either before you or after you, and you've probably increased your conversion rate significantly. Now, that to me, I'm I'm having like hot flashes of regret for not being able to articulate that so clearly in every listing presentation I've ever had in the past. And I'm hoping, like I'm desperately hoping that there is somebody listening to this show right now that will actually take action and do that because uh, fundamentally, I think that that is what is going to make a big difference, not just to your business, but to your client's results as well. If there is an urgency in the market, go ahead and create it. And most importantly, explain to people how you do it. You know, it's all well and good to say we're premium on right move. We'll put a sign out the front. We'll do door drops, whatever it might be. That's the logic, right? Um, actually, I'll explain what I mean by this. The the emotive response, right? The contrarian thinking is, but that, all that stuff is what you do. Creating urgency is the result, right? And you're, we're all here to talk about outcomes. 
mm. and we're selling the destination. Airlines don't sell plane tickets, they sell Hawaii. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's like I saw this thing, uh, an email that I got today. I'll see if I can find it really quickly while I keep talking and try and do two things at once, where it was about how do you uh, best um, like market your business. And the one I remember, because like, I'm not going to be able to find this email in the meantime, was it was a, an ad for a handyman or it was an ad for a plumber, I think. And uh, their tagline was, uh, we fix what your husband fixed. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell my wife. Right? Yeah, because it was, it was it, it's relevant, it's funny, it's humorous, <laughs> it's witty, um, it's memorable. And again, I guess that's selling the destination. And what people want now, if they're putting their property on the market, everyone's desperate to tell their friends and family, we sold in a day. Right. And the only way you sell on a day is if you create urgency. So if you're a real estate agent today and you're wondering about how you can differentiate yourself from your competitors, figure out how you create urgency and communicate really well how you create urgency. That's going to make a massive difference. And I thank you, Mark, for putting that thought in my mind. And hopefully the last two and a half minutes of me babbling has made some sense. And there's someone out there that's going to take some action with it and tell us how it went. And and I think actually it relates to um, what one of the Baldocks said when they came on the show. I think, I think it might have been Matt that had said about using price as as a mechanism. And actually, from mm. the market at the moment, house sellers have to feel a little bit uncomfortable for house buyers to feel attractive. And I think the the urgency within that, I think that's a great way to stand out from the crowd. But you probably have to go a little bit deeper and explain the benefits of urgency to a house seller in the market. Because a lot of people that might be selling in this market might not have that urgency, but they need to understand that actually you get the best price for your property in the first four weeks of marketing. So it is really important that we create the urgency because what you told me, because if, if they've got a view that they're they're not in a rush to move, which is kind of one of those things that always makes me shudder when people say that. But if they're saying we're not in a rush to move and you say, well, we're going to create urgency, suddenly they might think, well, actually, that's not aligned. But if you go that step further and say, we create urgency, which means that we will get you the best price because you get the best price in the first four weeks of marketing, that, that will then help to explain the benefit to them of you creating urgency if timescales aren't important to them. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, that brings us quite nicely on to, uh, what are we at, the third installment in our A to Z reels. Actually, before we get there, Mark, I want you to tell everybody how did it go with your client last week having that conversation where he was just so fixated on price. Hopefully, you told oh. him you were going to create some urgency. Well, interestingly <laughs> enough, urgency is probably the word that is really interesting with that client and motivation. Yeah, right. Um, he came onto the market for a specific house, talked before about creating chains. This was kind of the first one of the attempts to do this in early January. He came onto the market for a specific house. It sold before we could sell his house, and there aren't very many other houses that match his requirements. As a result, he is not overly motivated. So I went and I asked him the question that you uh, said to me, which was why was the first – so why you – know, why was that the first question you asked me? Why did you immediately go to price? Do you know what he mm. said? He said, what? well, that's what you do, isn't it? I said, what do you mean? 
it's a you estate agents. No, they didn't quite. Yeah. He's not. He's a really nice. He's a really nice guy. To he, didn't, he didn't quite say it like that, but he meant you estate agents. You know, if it's not sold after a while, it just has to be to reduce the price. And I said, well, actually, interestingly enough, that's not the only thing that we can change to to try and do it. Um, but I wanted to come and see you because I want to look at you know want to look you in the eyes to see are you motivated to move? Mm. And we had a conversation about. Um, other factors, presentation and and so on and, and so forth. And he actually said to me, he said, Mark, I think you might be wasting your time because if we sold if we sold it now, there's nothing that I want to move to. So ultimately mm. motivation levels currently are really low. So I, I had the conversation with him, well, what happens if something comes on the market, so on and 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 so forth. Um and I ended up leaving the appointment with a viewing for another house that I've got on the on the market. Whereas at one <laughs> age, he said, I think you're probably wasting your time. Why don't we take it off the market? So I said, Well, let's why don't you come and view this? Then we'll make then we'll make a make a decision. So it was really interesting that he thought all estate agents go to price straight away, which I think in this market is a real um way to stand out if that is people's expectation particularly if you are like this client and you've been on the market before um, mm. then there is this expectation that we're just going to ask him to, to drop the price so i think if you as an agent can stand out from that stereotype then it stands you in in really good stead but yeah uh ended up getting a view in for another house which incidentally is in another chain that i'm trying to tie together as well so it could it could work out really quite well um but at one stage, the property was nearly coming off the market, which is all right for me mm. because... If they're not motivated. But again, I think you've done the right thing by testing his motivations. And I think um, separately to that, right, and, and that leads us will lead us nicely into uh, where we um, continue with our uh, A to Z, but also a, an additional O where we ended last week. We talked about organized last week. O could also be opportunistic. Um, not only are you going to, like, hopefully walk this guy through a couple other houses that may suit his needs and then get his motivation and his urgency back on his sale. Exactly. What an opportunity. You know the house they wanted to buy that he missed out on. Go and door knock everyone in that road, right? Or look through your database and go, he needed this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, this price in this area. Who else have you got? And call them up and say, I've got someone who's just missed out in the house just around the corner from you. They are hot to trot. Can I do a one-off viewing? And go and get an agreement signed for 48 hours and take him through. Show him the most amazing service so that his mental state changes from I only wanted that house to, oh, wow, Mark's really helping me and I'm moving. And so his motivation then increases too. Like we talked about this being a fairly sort of normal market. You've got to be a deal maker. You know, that's what the best agents are. They're always looking for opportunities. They are connecting the dots for everybody around the place. It's not enough just to hear oh, no, that was the one we wanted and you may as well take it off the market. It's like, well, I'm going to go and find you one. And at the same time, I'm going to find myself two or three or four more instructions based off your need. You know, that's old school real estate personified and that's going to give him an incredible experience. And suddenly it won't be you agents all compare about price. It's my agent went the extra mile for me. What a difference. Yeah, very good. Right, so uh, A to Z. Right, remember before we hit record, we were like, man, this will be a short one today. We don't. We've got a couple of things to talk about, but here we are 20 minutes later, hopefully some value for everybody listening. Strap in because we'll we'll rattle these off soon. There'll be a bit more value and then you can go back to your day doing whatever it is that you're doing. So we yeah, finished with O. That was organized. We've just talked about opportunistic as well because I took the opportunity to do that. Very opportunistic. We're going to move on. 
we're going to do K L M N O, uh, which is incidentally exactly where my daughter is up to. No, wait, that was last week. Oops, we're doing P Q R S and T, which is totally not where Charlotte is up to in, in the alphabet. Uh, can you tell I was reading the wrong notes? Uh, right. So we're going to kick off uh, with P, which is the opposite of what I've just done on this Brilliant. show, uh, which is world-class agents are professional, right? So uh, I think a successful world-class agent, a great real estate agent, whatever you want to call them, right? They present themselves, they hold themselves, they are uh, visually, auditory, orally professional at all times. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to be formal at all mm. times, but their communication style, their appearance, your appearance, your communication style, listening to this, right? The education that you give yourself, the way you hold yourself is professional at all times. However you deem that. And actually, I, I will issue a, a belated apology last week. We, it wasn't the most professional podcast we've run. And, and I had a few people comment that uh, I swore more than usual uh, on that show last week. And that's just, that's not something that I usually do. I don't know why I did it. Um, maybe I was just trying to be cool, but actually that is not how a professional would hold themselves. I don't think. Um, and we do maybe, I, I wouldn't say that you and I have the most well-produced podcast in the land, but we do try and keep it fairly professional at most times. So yeah. I'll apologize for that. And I think actually there's, there's a lesson to be learned there as well. The way that you carry yourself, whether it's how you look or how you sound or, or anything like that, it's really important in, in ensuring your success. It doesn't mean suited and booted by any stretch of the imagination. It can, but it doesn't at all times. But you've got you've to have that air of professionalism about you for people to trust you enough to give you the keys to their house. Yeah, interesting, interesting that you talk about um, attire and formal versus um, professional because... Um, I was literally having this thought yesterday about what we wear and, and how, how we look, at, and it linked back into the networker side of things that I think professional works into the ne networker that we talked about last week really, really well, really, really well. So I went to the races on Saturday, I had a fabulous day in my three-piece suit, really enjoyed getting dressed up, and I was looking at the pictures yesterday and thinking, I used to quite enjoy wearing a suit to work and a, and a tie and, and looking there. And I thought, mate, back to that. And then I actually thought, well, I, I don't think that it's necessary in, in this day and age. And my personal opinion is that you can probably be a little bit overdressed to sit in someone's front lounge now, whether that's right or, or wrong. Um, but I think you're right in regards to attire and being professional at all times doesn't just mean when you've got your work suit or whatever you wear, on it also means when you're out socializing when you're out networking because i was at, mm. at you know at, at the races I, I spoke to a client and picked up um a potential lead there just from somebody that i knew you know oh i need to speak to you sort of thing um and i was at a funeral had a had another similar conversation last week on on that it's really important that it's not just professional within the professional hours but actually also benefiting from that networking and, you know, being professional outside of, of work in a, in a more social environment, I think. Yeah, agreed. Um, which might actually lead on to Q because we've got Q down as quick thinker, being able to mm. um, respond to 
it's actually being able to respond to anything. A world-class estate agent has got to be able to respond to maybe an unexpected question at a pitch, uh, um, <laughs> an unexpected response. I'm just going back mm. to, to, to it when you put the phone down on that agent who who said, oh, well, that's the price or whatever they said to you when you look back looking at, looking at a house. And I think you've got to be able to think on your feet in um, in those uh I suppose in those moments of dialogue, but also be able to think on your feet and react to how the market is changing and how your client's needs might change, as we talked about before with my client. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you ever said. And actually, one of the uh, one-liners that I heard really early on in my career that has sort of stuck with me is it's a hell of a lot faster and easier to be a quick thinker if you've rehearsed it. So I, I, used, I used to go to school with a guy called Matt Bailey and he was like the quick-witted, funniest guy that I'd ever met, right? Someone would say something to him and he'd just click back at them mm. and put them in their place, right? Worked out they had three older brothers. So he'd yeah. heard it all before, <laughs> right? It had all, it had all been rehearsed on him. So if you practice, it's a hell of a lot easier to be quick. And that's the point of role play, scripts and dialogues and everything like that. It's not to sound scripted and robotic. It's so that you've experienced situations in the past to provide yourself with the best opportunity to be a quick thinker. You know, the urgency point from earlier in the show, I've generally never had that thought and I've generally never said to anybody, I create urgency, but the experience that I have of connecting those dots of how do you solve a problem in the fast way over a 13 year career has allowed me to think like that. So if you're listening to this and you perhaps don't have that sort of those lightning reflexes in the moment, although I find if you care about something enough, right, you do have those because you are like you're in flow, you are in the moment. That's why people are often better, you know, on the night than they are in rehearsal, but the rehearsal certainly makes a difference. So you can train your quick thinking as far as I'm concerned. And and you've got to have that as a skill to be a world-class estate agent. Yeah. Excellent point. Right, uh, moving on to R, not M. Uh, R is is resilient um, or or having resilience, right? And I think this, we've talked about this a lot. Um, firstly, it was just in a regular market when you and I started this show. Then it was through the COVID years. Then when it was, we don't have enough staff and there's too many calls. It's, you know, and it was too good uh, to the point where now everyone thought their throats have been cut for a little while. Resilience is a key trait in anything and anyone successful, right? I've, I've started toilet training my daughter this week and I've found resilience within myself that I didn't know that I had when I've been cleaning up accidents along the way. And those going through those moments and being tested, whether it's at home or at work or in relationships or with friends or whatever it might be, right? That's what gives you the belief to keep going, moving forward. And I think that that is a skill that cannot be underestimated um, mm. and it's a skill that can absolutely be developed as well. Yeah. And I think, I think part of that skill is developed through ex experience or mm. from people, but resilience for me, isn't just about bouncing back from the, the, the sad moments, the, the sale falling through, the offer not getting agreed. But actually, I think a big important part of that as well is about not getting too high on your own supply, not not getting 
too high, not getting too low. That resilience to me is just about, you know, trying to not deviate too far from, from the middle ground, really, whether you're being super successful or maybe not as successful as you like. Yeah, for sure. And actually that brings us, uh, talking about the word successful, people might think that that's naturally where we're going with S, but last week, uh, we spoke about L being, uh, that really good estate agents have got to be great listeners. And, and then we talked about learning and everything like that as we went along and, um, we weren't going to leave, um, making every day a learning day off this podcast. Shout out to a friend of the show, Stephen Brown for coining that phrase and, and making it a part of, I think everybody listens to this show's life, right? Certainly you and I, uh, S is, yeah, is scholar, right? So how important is it to continue to learn and grow in life? Um, it's, it's incredibly important. And actually that's one of the key drivers of happiness, let alone success. And so for us, world-class estate agents are scholars, right? And they are lifelong learners. Every day is genuinely a learning day, whether you're learning about the market, your industry, the stock in the area you're operating, your colleagues, your friends, your family, your kids, whatever it might be, right? The more curious you are, the, the better quality of business and life that you have, right? We, we, talk about this all the time it's one of our favorite sayings you know statements get judged question gets gets questions get answered we got there uh so the best thing you can do like you did with your guy right why'd you ask me about price you guys are all the same what do you mean by that you know you could have said no we're not i'm much better than you know this guy down the road or whatever it is but you questioned you gave the guy an opportunity to explain himself and he would have been grateful for that and suddenly more doors opened for you so you learn a little bit about him and about his situation and you would have learned to do that through the education that you've given yourself over time as well. So yeah, you've got to be a scholar. Uh, that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, and if we were going to rank these in numerical order instead of alphabetical order, this would be top three. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was I was thinking is is the one trait, character trait in this list that is more important than that. I'm, I'm able to find one. And I'm really glad that you said in life and not just in agency, because that is so important that this isn't just a list. You know, any, any of these character traits that we go through here, you've you've got to you've got to sign up to the life of being an agent, not just, you know, it, it it's not just a job, actually it's part of your life. And I think that that learning piece is so, so important. And as you said, not just in this industry, I'm sure in any industry and in life in in general. So I think that's a really um, fabulous point. Yeah, really, really important one. And we benefit from doing this podcast and all our fantastic guests. So we're very lucky to um, to do that and, and, and enjoy doing this. Um, moving on to T, and we're going to go with Tech Savvy. Mm, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, we're probably both a little bit biased with with this and as we get as we get older i think it's something that we we should remember that you've got to always be at be at the forefront of the technology or risk being replaced by a different generation because there's it's it's always changing but Mm. well a really good world-class agent is at the forefront of tech they know they know how to use it they know what trends are coming and they they take advantage of technology to improve their performance and their business in sort of marketing, communication, organization, what whatever it is, world-class agents have the very best tech. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's serve, it, technology enables service, right? And technology uh, enables an agent to scale 
their professionalism, their quick thinking, their resilience, their learning, right? Um, because it allows you to do so much more than when you used to have to wait for people to walk into your office originally or go door knocking, then the phone was invented. You know, um, we we talk about all the time, the best piece of tech any agent has is their mobile phone. And it's probably the one they use there the least professionally. Um, so again, if there's two things that we can take out of, out of today's show, other than leveraging uh, urgency and defining it and creating work around that, that you can easily describe to somebody else and, and make it tangible. It's you've got a supercomputer in your pocket. You're probably listening to this podcast on a supercomputer now, right? With more computing power than when they sent men to the moon back in the 60s. Use it to communicate with people. Use it to spread your message. Uh, use it to teach what you've already learned in a contextual way that matters to the people that you want to hear it. And it will make a fundamental difference to your business moving forward. So yeah, good place to end. Um, yeah, tech is is important, but it's everything from the phone to whatever you new piece of kit that you got that funnels all the information that you need into one key thing to write your blogs and tell you the recipes to cook for dinner and everything like that. So you've got to be world class to use technology. Yeah, couldn't agree more. As you know, we do this show because we love our industry. We want to see it improve and get better. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please share it out on social, share it with colleagues. I'm Mark Wall, he's Sam Hunter. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you again next week. This episode was sponsored by Revis.com. If you are looking to grow your new build department, you should check out Revis.com because it's a visualization tool that can help bring properties to life before a brick is laid. If you are wanting to show potential house buyers around property that isn't built yet, allow them to actually customize kitchens floor coverings, wallpaper, that sort of thing, then Revis.com is a great tool and I suggest that you check it out.